0: Hello and welcome to cartoonist kayfabe my name is jim rugg i'm a piscor a couple of notes before we get underway here we are on the road in october the 6th through the 9th you can find us in columbus at cxc uh, a great comics convention and i would ask our commentators the kayfabe faithful what should we pull out of the billy ireland one of the great comics museums we may have access to uh make a video or two about some of that stuff so post in the comments what you'd like to see us look at The end of the month, you can catch us at Baltimore Comic-Con October 28th through the 30th, one of the great comic book conventions. If you're a comic book fan, that's a great show. Hope to see a lot of the kayfabers there. And October 22nd, you can catch me at Jacksonville Public Library at their comic and zine festival. We are also gearing up for the cartoonist kayfabe tober. Here are our drawing prompts. We'll be sharing these on social media, and if you tag us whenever you make some of these drawings, we'll be happy to share those through our social media as well. A lot of fun prompts there. Artist, uh, character, subject matter, and we are working cartoonists. So if you want to support cartoonist kayfabe, the best thing you can do is buy our comics, Hulk Grand Design Monster Madness. Two oversized issues are in comic book shops now. The treasury size edition with the fluorescent green practically glow in the dark cover will be in stores in december you can pre-order that now wherever you buy books street angel deadly Scroll live from image comics is back in print any day now you can get that at your local comic shop as well as wherever you buy books and red room trigger warnings the second collection of red room comics will be out in September and it's really going to be out in September. Here is the proof we have an actual hard copy has arrived. So uh, it'll look great on your shelf next to the antisocial network. These are self-contained. So buy either one whenever you come in contact with it to check out Red Room and see if this is the right book for you. And it will be. And both books together look great on your shelf. But we are here today, Ed, to talk Robert Williams. This is a Views from a Tortured Libido. These are 60 oil paintings by Robert Williams. We know him from Zap Comics. He was an underground cartoonist, amazing in black and white uh, ink work, but probably better known for his paintings at this point in time. Founder of Juxtapose magazine, and uh, his paintings, I think, personify that lowbrow, highbrow uh, bridge that Juxtapose has really pioneered. And uh, interesting book collection here from 1993 and i believe last gasp is your publisher on this one and uh timothy leary for your intro so pretty heady stuff but one of the really interesting pieces of this book is every single painting these are robert williams uh notes and comments on these paintings so a really cool collection we'll go through here point out some of the stuff that, that speaks to us but you get to see like details of these images. And I think all the paintings in here are 30 by 36 inches. If we see anything different, maybe I'll call that out. But if you're watching these, I always wonder how big the images are. Yeah. 30 by 36 is the main size, and then the details, you know, accordingly.
1: This is the stuff that I actually loved about early juxtapose whenever he, they're showing stuff off because there is a richness to this work. It's not slapdash like i think i'll draw a a skeleton on a schwinn stingray there's thought behind all of this and i love to get their sort of tour through the the crazy experience Uh, i'm looking at this right here and it is so clearly robert williams hand styles like you would see this kind of lettering in his black and white zap work uh in zap he was probably like the closest to The kind of comics that you and i grew up on kind of art style you know like very lush brush inking uh good figure drawing that like you know if he wanted to square up he could have been a marvel dude if he felt like it you know
0: yeah when i started buying zap comics this kind of like lettering detail stuff would always stand out to me and like metal textures and things like he really had that full range of what you can do in black and white where like Chrome, I always think of, yeah. right? We're going to see a lot of cars in his artwork. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's he's uh, His ability to draw chrome, though, in black and white, oh, man. Yeah, totally, man. And it would even be in the lettering, like chrome lettering. Uh, he also, before Zap Comics, you know, he is well-established with Big Daddy Roth and did those uh, crazies or, or, like, I forget what Weirdos. weirdzos. I, I forget what those, like, little, you know, rat fink. Right. That shit. This shit. Uh, he created that stuff. Those T-shirt designs it might say big daddy roth but it was really robert williams drawing a good good bit of that material so it's cool to see that represented i don't know what the line drawings are maybe it
0: starts out that way and and there there are quite a few of those throughout of course i turned the page and there isn't one yeah but i wonder if it's something that's done after the fact as a decal or if it is something that's like, like early in the, uh, yeah yeah pieces from sketchbooks or something like that some of the pages like you're seeing here will have a page per painting sometimes they're spread across two or three pages depending on I don't know maybe what he feels like writing about them um but you know like what stands out to me in the majority of these is he's combining a lot of comic book isms with these paintings and like the painting is he's amazing as a painter right like he's able to do all kinds of anything in paint but whenever he brings in like some of these kind of comic book elements it just speaks to me and sometimes it's something that's almost figurative like this and other times it's almost like uh, like iconic little, little bits of comics imagery, you know, like these eyes or something, you know, like that feels like a cartoon piece. Uh, I don't know how else to describe it, but, you know, like the line art, the cartoon, what makes a cartoon, you know, that simplified kind of models. Um, it appears in a lot of this stuff, even shapes like this, like a like an arrow with outlines around it. That feels like that cartoon language, and it's cool to see that in the
1: paintings and the canvases. He has his own palette also. Like, if you fuzz out your eyes from a distance and, and just, like, look at the colors he uses and, and the way they complement one another, it's, it's, the Rob, it's clearly the Robert Williams palette.
0: I was mentioning his chrome ability in black and white. You can also do it in paint
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, no doubt man that kind of
0: bright shiny metal is uh it's, it's amazing and you'll see it applied to like creatures and other things besides cars
1: and I find that always very effective jigsaw puzzle stuff I mean this guy inspired a generation with these paintings really and a lot of them feature layers right so
0: like you're seeing like this texture almost like uh if you would paint a background first and then you're building this stuff up and that feels comic book like to me Mm. this is a pretty fun one because it's combining certain biblical imagery with comic book imagery almost like the two worlds colliding you know saga versus saga kind of says it all
1: yeah yeah i mean that's 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 probably one of the most autobiographical pieces man because i know that he was raised to be a good old boy uh but he had those pop culture kinks
0: yeah, I mean, you can see it, like a painting of a comic inside, even like a like a spinner rack, the corner of the spinner rack. Look at the logos that are painted on those things. Yeah. It's so tight in places.
1: And you could tell, like, so he's showing you some of the stuff that's part of that stew, you know, like Tex Avery. We've seen several Tex Avery-ish elements. Yeah,
0: 100%. A lot of girls, you know, another one of the motifs that, that populate many of his paintings. But along with the Americana, right, like your roadside...
1: Uh, almost yesteryear. He he's that guy, man. The guy sounds like uh, Jimmy Stewart when you talk to him.
0: Hmm. It's he w- cool to see like the American landscape. It all makes sense. Do
1: you remember meeting him when we were in San Francisco? Like when we like the the party that we were at at Last Gasp was was for him.
0: I, I I don't. I remember him being there. I don't know if I actually got to talk to him or not. Um, but but not somebody I remember meeting. Have you spent time with, with the, the Reds?
1: Yeah yeah, I got dinner with them. It was. Uh, it was me, Tom, Eric Reynolds, uh, the the lady who now owns Juxtapose. Save that for one second, because yeah. I'm going
0: to keep going. But I wanted to point out the storytelling here, right? Yeah. Like this is a kid throwing something out the window, our monster in the foreground with his bloody knife and his collection of arms, right? <laughs> it, it feels like this is such a childhood story that I would have uh, grown up with.
1: And anti-littering. <laughs> Yeah, if yeah. you're a little bug man, that's what happens to you.
0: Keep going, man. So you got to have dinner with the guy. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was super fun, man. You could tell that he's a randy old fella because <laughs> because uh, we went to a very bougie dinner, and uh, at the end, you know, the waitress lady's like, uh, "Oh, how, did you enjoy your meal? Was it all good?" And he went to the young waitress and was like, "Was like, uh, you want to know what my favorite part was?" Because he has that Jimmy Jimmy Stewart type type uh, draw, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, what was that?" And he was like the service <laughs> and, and his, his wife even like smacked him on the arm and and the the uh, waitress all blushed that's hilarious yeah he's a super cool cat that's fun and then he's also he's in that Zukovsky documentary man that's on netflix with glenn brazen and shit. and he's just like talking about the randiness of zucholsky yeah he's like you know i concur man i'm 72 years old i still think about pussy every day
0: (laughs) uh here's a a typical size four and four feet eleven and a half inches by eight feet so almost a mural size for for this one and this says numbered reference diagram so i wonder if he's pulling out pieces right exactly and then you can see almost footnoted of like what some of these pieces are what they mean to him and in his intro he talks about explaining your art is, is like a a thing that people don't do
1: not in, yeah i'm not in fine arts like, so it's, like,
0: it's unusual to get that out yeah, of him
1: i love it i love it and the, and the lowbrow stuff is that way and a lot of it feels just like in ghost world the boy who just wants to draw like a cool guy with a hammer it's like coop just wants to fucking paint an evil knievel helmet let the man paint his evil knievel helmet right you know
0: totally same kind of deal on uh this is another oversized painting uh, you get your diagram, and then again, like callouts, you know, Great cartoon likenesses. characters. Number five, you Debbie know, Debbie Harry. Yeah, exactly. Great likenesses.
1: That's that's not the first thing that comes to mind when it comes to Robert Williams. Again, nice that they do the uh,
0: the the detail pieces because that's another example of his ability to do like a shiny finish. Mm-hmm. And if you saw it just in the painting, it's so small, right? So it's it's cool that they're pulling these pieces out. I don't know when juxtapose started but you can almost imagine him thinking in those terms of like how do you present this stuff because it's always a challenge you know if you saw this in real life it'd be a totally different experience than seeing it on on a screen if you're watching this at home or seeing it in the book here yeah and so that's your challenge whenever you're trying to to publish something with uh with art but look at how like stylistically like he's constantly having these different styles rub up against each other yes and almost all of these paintings you get that different levels of depth different levels of detail and different techniques you know even like a diagram flat colors of a map
1: you know something man this is reminding me and we'll probably have to do this video sooner than later but a fantagraphics put out a joe coleman book yes coleman is a guy i thought about yeah. with with this yeah yeah and we're gonna have to go through that thing because that guy is just he's
0: fully bizarre and okay, so here's another example of your detail. This is feels like a complete
1: painting. It really Whenever was. you see it in that, detail. That's, that's plenty, I'm satisfied. I
0: mean, look at it.
1: There's so much
0: detail on all this, the little license plate on the car that's behind there, which you totally miss in this scene. And then you pull back and it's like, there's a matchbook that's probably a foot and a half tall, uh, you know, in the actual painting. And again, with some of these like comics language and this background texture that's almost underneath the painting. Like yeah. you're priming your canvas with this kind of these backgrounds. It's really great stuff. This explosion to me is the comic language mm-hmm. that you're bringing onto the page, but his facility with paint's really rich. Every now and then I'll, I'll see something and it'll feel, it'll remind me of like Glenn Fabry or somebody like right. an illustrator that works in
1: paint. Often hides his marks, but in this piece, mm-hmm. he, he's doing the rare thing of like letting you see his uh, Monet application. Yeah, and also bringing in things like drips.
0: You know, it's oh, a yeah. lot of different techniques that he's, uh, he's calling on. And an ability to paint things like water, you know, it's all there. And there's, even like distortion underneath water.
1: There's even a bit of a wash here. No, no, those guys are, were Kurtzman devotees, and that that has the Will Elder, Annie Fanny kind of treatment.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, that's probably a, uh, a good way to explain that because I don't know what else to say about it except like it's this facility with paint, but you are seeing different techniques and different elements of the painting itself. Krakoa.
1: That's amazing. If we were being Walter Cronkite, and if this was live, I would say light-breaking news. I just saw a prompt on your iPad. Uh, Queen Elizabeth just passed. <laughs> For real. It came up. As, oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it just came up on the uh, monitor. Not even sure what to make of that, Ed. Yeah, especially since it's the past now that people are watching this video. Maybe yeah, just and it that. feels weird with this
0: being the subject matter. <laughs> flying saucer attack on a pirate galleon. look at that stuff dude audrey too wow right feed me seymour totally and again the chrome motifs coming through you realize this exact like this is the same character right like scattered throughout like they're invading this you know the the martian attack on this uh on this ship so you get to see like how he handles these different materials at different scale (laughs) yeah it's really amazing illustration. Love seeing a close-up. You know, it, it calls to mind some of the painters that we've looked at on this show over the years.
1: Yeah, and and the precision, I mean, there's a bullend aspect. Oh yeah, to, it's to, super to, tight. To those legs.
0: Absolutely, that fishnet, I'm surprised we don't get a close-up of that because it's such a tight looking detail. But same with some of these like toy prompts, you know, and, and even like the teeth and the, and the bones. It all feels like rich texture that he's drawing on, and then in the middle of it's a comic book panel. You know, yeah. even even like the fairy wings are in that line art style.
1: Wow. Do you th- oh no, he probably uses canvas, but but because I remember him saying that you got to stretch your own canvases. But when you get that like super tight ink line, I mean, that must be masonite that you're painting on. How do you get that tight line in in canvas? Unless, you know, the scale really sells it. Like if we saw it in person, we would see the... That's possible.
0: You know, like whenever I've seen paintings that I look at in a book and then you're like, oh, that line's perfect. And you see it in person and it's 10 times this size. Yeah. It does look a lot different. So it's possible that some of this stuff tightens up because it's reproduced much smaller. Totally. But you're right. It could be on Masonite or something like that where he's able to really control the line because the line work, a lot of his, his, these paintings have this kind of super tight line work so maybe he is painting on something other than canvas not 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 sure yeah
1: check this out right here man that's coochie cootie one of his uh hallmark uh underground comics characters he has a couple (laughs) full issues so bringing that world into his uh fine arts realm.
0: man it's bizarre like even this character's head becomes like flattened into the landscape behind it
1: super trippy
0: weird yeah, there's some fun stuff on there. I love this. Like, seeing him do, like, an old hot rod, very fun. Very fun language. And then, like, again, it feels like he's experimenting with some of these textures where, like, that rusty surface texture, it could be a collage. Yeah. You know, it's it's so rich texturally. And juxtaposing it next to his chrome, his ability to do, like, polished metal. <laughs> the chrome plater's wet dream. <laughs> yeah he's real fun all of the lettering and everything it has that pop art element it has that comic element i mean this looks like something that you would see in
1: a comic book today absolutely that, that somebody would come up with yeah like 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 spain drew images like that
0: yeah and the saturated colors are another element that of course my mind goes to comics but it makes for such a fun experience looking at paintings that are this bright and vivid breaks a lot of rules I would love to see these things in person now that, you know, like going through this book and looking at these. Man, an exhibition of his art, I bet it's mind-blowing. Because that's the other thing. I bet you these colors are even more vivid in person. It's a its a tremendous vocabulary that he's drawing from, though. I think it speaks to, uh, you know, when you think of that Zap Collective and how talented all those guys were. I mean, this would be... Standalone body of work you'd be known for oh
1: yeah yeah and like when he became a part of zap he was already a star that's the thing like
0: i always think anytime somebody of this talent level makes some comics we're lucky as absolutely. to have a comic book record of, of this some of this guy's work and some of the way he thinks and draws
1: absolutely <laughs> the mo-
0: monstrous rabbit love it Two versions of a uh, a monster rabbit there on the page. This could
1: be a gummo sequel. (laughs) Very
0: yeah, (laughs) very disturbing. And and also uh, it reminds me of superhero stuff. Where like if you saw somebody in a costume (laughs) that you see in comic books, yeah, it would be horrifying in real life. More the cars, all the car stuff speaks to me, and especially like the cartoon language, right? The a car crash, but then you have your explosion. It's not a realistic explosion it's completely a graphic explosion
1: oh my goodness man his favorite drivers who have passed it on the track Racing's is brutal yeah get a
0: close-up of that
1: i've seen him in a video uh probably like in progress like like talking about the all the elements that go into that piece there was a rhino you know rhino records mm-hmm. like like they put together about an hour and a half documentary that you could find pretty easily on uh youtube and, and that's i think that piece is included in that doc
0: the other part that i come away with on this is how much time are we looking at here yeah you know like these paintings look so rigorous i like i'm sure he's just devoted to the craft i'm, I'm sure he is but you know like here's a close-up i wonder if there's a detail the cartoon disease <laughs> This whole episode, this channel could have been called The Cartoon Disease. Um, But, you know, you look closely and you think about the rigor of what he's painting. Like, you're not dashing these things out. Of course not. They're extremely thoughtful pattern on her dress. Like, all of this stuff is just, yeah, it's a huge devotion of time to create a body of work like this.
1: Is there a way to do those kind of patterns anyway, but by hand or, or not? You know what I'm saying? Like, that looks very mathematically laid out. Is there, like, a trick to that in painting?
0: No. I mean, you know, you can draw that on your canvas. You could literally measure them. You could do collage, like, if you had almost, like, screen tone, if you had wallpaper or something like that that you wanted to collage in. I mean, those look like paintings. If you look close, you can Mm -hmm. see, like, variation and stuff. Right. There's no real shortcut, you know. That's what I mean. Like, whenever you see, like, the amount of detail that are in these paintings, it's just a massive amount of time. That's cool to see, like, you were talking about blending in the the marks but then it's neat whenever he actually uses those marks as like texture on a surface that's
1: insane (laughs) (laughs) little play-doh man and then little paper doll man
0: yeah it is really a sensory overload looking at this stuff the textures on these like block pieces, don't they feel like plastic? You get the little highlights on them. Absolutely. Feel very dimensional. We
1: always talk about the little white highlight and the importance of that piece. And
0: it's just that language of like, I don't know if it's his generation or all of our generations, but it's that trash culture kind of language. You know, the sci-fi elements, right? Your little aliens, TNA, like it's just completely, this is is your lowbrow culture.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, and he, I mean, he just wasn't playing from the beginning part of the hot rod stuff. It's not like that was like a respectable thing in the 50s.
0: Man, this is amazing. Theater of snakes. So you get your cartoon flat diagram kind of graphic treatment, and then you get his chrome. And then you get like the subterranean, like real snakes crawling around.
1: And then the snake uh, <laughs> semen, who's going to be... Uh, Leaving babies.
0: Yeah, you guys watching at home. If you dig this video, man, let us know. Share it around because I would love to do a Coleman video, and I feel like this is a piece of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we also have uh, malicious resplendence, or no hysteria in. Oh, it, yes. Remission. Uh, another another hardcover book.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite a body of work that he's assembled over time. Hell, tunes. There's so much reference to the comics and all of this, mm. comics and cartoons, and again that lowbrow stuff. This is a really great piece where it's like these things is like a gang, some post-apocalyptic gang. Sure. Oh man. This is
1: why at Disney World they always it's always like ladies being uh, goofy and stuff. Because <laughs> like, because like you know you don't want no dudes under there. No,
0: that is the dark side of uh, those fun cartoon animals of our childhood trailer parks all these ingredients like you just make a list and it's like yep that's that's what I want that's what I want to see
1: I wonder what the first one was man like the first painting because it's like you don't get asked to do this if if you don't already have that facility and all that stuff so like was he painting his whole childhood and uh where where did the first one you know turn up uh, he's His stuff has been licensed on, like, of course, Guns N' Roses. Right. Yeah, I and, think
0: I've said before, like, that's the first time I saw his work. Had no idea who he was. saw it when I was, you know, 10 or 11 or something.
1: KRS-One, uh, Boogie Down Productions, Sex and Violence album cover. So that's your
0: 60 paintings that are collected in here. Um, amazing stuff, right? Like, I would love to see an exhibition of these paintings in person.
1: You know, man, that, like... Being sort of close to San Fran, Uncle Ron Turner, all those galleries in that space—that that's the birthplace of lowbrow art, basically, b- because of Robert Williams. Uh, I bet you this was like pretty close to just a catalog of some show that happened. So yeah, that makes the, sense. That tortured libido show or something. Like, yeah, because
0: probably forty-five of these sixty paintings are the same size and everything. Like it feels like it was a body of work, like a, of a time. Yeah, time period.
1: Yeah, yeah. If only. Twitter and Google employees were around uh, San Francisco at that time, you know? <laughs> Early 90s, man. It would have been too far off before uh, some Silicon Valley money was, was coming in there and probably scooping up a few of these yes, beautiful sir. paintings. Good to go? I am. K okay, Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, what's out there? hulk grand design monster and madness are in stores
0: now this is a retelling of the incredible hulk's 60-year history there is an oversized collection that will be out hopefully in time for christmas with a fluorescent green cover you're going to want to buy that for you and the hulk fans in your life you can order it now wherever books are bought and sold street angel deadly Scroll live back in print from image comics collecting all of my street angel comics plus a couple of extras from image in full color And you can join me on Patreon.com slash JimRug, where you can see a lot
1: more of my comics, art, and download some of my out-of-print comics and zines. Red Room trigger warnings in stores within a couple of weeks uh, from this recording. Murder on the Dark Web for fun and profit. Each of the Red Room books is completely self-contained. There are four stories in each volume of each trade paperback. Uh, So... If you see a book, scoop it up, give it a shot. If you dig it, grab another, but you don't have to get them in any particular order. That's the, that's the beauty of the series. Uh, it's banned in some comic shops. It's banned in some countries. So hit up my link tree in the description below this video to put in your orders and pre-orders of current and future Red Room comics. And if you hit up my Patreon, which is also in that link tree, three bucks is going to get you the archive. It'll get you all the material in both of these. Red Room collections, and I'm serializing new stuff as we speak. Every Tuesday, new strips. Uh, so you're getting more than 300 pages worth of stuff the second you plunk down that 300 bucks, and the, the, the page count's only going to increase. Jimmy, what else do we have out there, man? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Fabe e-newsletter
0: at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Fabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video.
1: Another great way to support the Cartoonist Fabe channel. Given those marching orders, Jimmy will be on our way. Read more comics.